Hello and welcome to Sim Radio here on the Sisters in Music Network. It's Monday Music Madness and you're tuned into Mixing It with Nikki Chris. This is Nikki and in case you don't know anything about me, I'm a singer-songwriter from Raleigh, North Carolina. My show celebrates women in the music and entertainment industry, providing an avenue for them to showcase their talent. Our motto, Sisters in Music, Together We Are Stronger. My guest today is a Colorado-based, up-and-coming singer-songwriter with proud Minneapolis roots. She draws influence from pop, indie, folk, and electronic sounds to create a unique blend of original compositions. She was recently acknowledged as one of the most anticipated up-and-coming singer-songwriters by two Grammy winners. Please join me in welcoming the super talented Sarah Christine. Sarah, welcome to Mixing It. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I'm so good. It's so good to to finally connect with you. I feel like we've been talking over email quite a bit for a while now, so it's so lovely to finally hear your voice. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Email's great for some things, but obviously it's always wonderful to have a vocal conversation, if you will, and I'm excited to share you with everyone today, and we are going to get right to it. How would you describe your music? Well, you know, it's actually a little bit difficult to describe because I I tend to mix around with a few different genres. My up-and-coming music that I'll be releasing soon has kind of more of a kind of cool ambient pop, almost like mixed with ballad vibe. But I I did have a write-up that I thought was extremely complimentary. I I don't know that I actually live, live up to this, but I had a writer just release an article that said I found, well, they came to a live performance, but that I sound like Sarah Bareilles meets Ellie Golding. So I guess if you're looking for like that kind of vocal, that kind of vibe, that's kind of my jam. And I guess from a category perspective, I definitely fall into pop. So that's what's up. Awesome. And that's actually a very, very good comparison, honestly, because it, it, it really is. So I actually like that. So kudos to the person who pulled those two. I have another comparison that I'm going to mention later <laughs> after we play your songs. But that, that that definitely works. That definitely, definitely works. Definitely like that. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. And what would you say sets your music apart? Is there anything unique or uncommon about it? You know, I I mean, I think every song that every artist makes is is unique to, you know, what they have going on in their lives or or how they're impacted by other people. I think... For me, I've gone through like a lot of different experiences and I think what makes my songs unique is like rather than like instead of like I think how most people just like, you know, process different experiences in their life by like journaling or, you know, whatever else. For some reason, like my mind works like truly like only in song. Like it's I constantly get hooks in my head and things like that. And I think what makes it unique is that I have had so many different experiences and also I'm kind of like an empath. I feel like for people that each song is a true reflection of like either something that's happened to me or something that I've experienced through someone else instead of like, 
you know, I have a lot of friends that do a lot of work in like sync where you're told, you know, like, Hey, we're looking for this type of vibe and this type of sound and, and this type of lyric and go make it. Almost all of my music tends to come from like a real, real life experience. So, you know, I think sound wise and instruments and all of that stuff, every artist is unique, but I think that's, that's what makes my songwriting unique is that it's not like, I don't know, recycled, I guess. Cookie cutter. It's all from, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it's all from things like real things, you know? And I think that's, that's my therapy really is and how I kind of get through what the, you know, the things I've been through is, is through that like songwriting. And my only hope is that it just hope it helps other people, you know, like music is medicine, I think. And, that's the sole purpose of why I do it. So, And I can definitely relate to that. And there's a reason why I asked that question is because I do know that based upon some of the things that you shared with me, that you have gone through many different circumstances, right? Even most recently, I think you were hit by a Ford F-150 truck, right? While just walking across the street. That's crazy. I want to hear more about that. But I mean, you, you've been through some really life-changing experiences like that one. And it's important to have an avenue or an outlet, but at the same time, it makes the lyrical compositions and the song compositions very real and very authentic, which I'll be very honest, a lot of times is missing today. That's why I use I use the term cookie cutter because it just seems that nowadays almost everything is just everything sounds the same. Everyone sounds the same and there is no there's no authenticity behind a lot of what I hear today. So, you know, mm-hmm. it it makes it more important. But I feel you. I, um, it's, it's funny. Cause like when you listen, I think to my music and stuff online and stream it wherever you want to stream it from, you know, that's one way to listen to it. But like, if you, if you guys ever are around an area that I'm playing a live performance, I think you'll really see, I don't know, like you said, like the authenticity to me and connecting with people is so important. And I think like, I, I do tend to kind of like storytell throughout my performances of like, Hey, here's a quick intro into like what this song is about and et cetera. And one thing I'm really proud of is like one I've been asked back to every single venue I've ever played in. So that's, that's something I'm really proud about. But most importantly is that like, I walk away from a lot of shows and certainly some of them, yeah, some of them don't go well. Right. I mean, that's just like beauty of art. Some go great. Some, some don't, but at the end of the day, like there are people at every performance that, come up to me like in tears after or like I'll get emails after being like like I literally just got one the other day I played this new song I actually just had the opportunity to work with one of Faith Hill's writers out in Yosemite National Park and she had asked me to like think about like a like kind of traumatic experience and, and write a song in like 15 minutes and I did that it was about my coming out and all of that and I played a So Far Sounds show just this past week and I left that show and that, and played that song for the first time like ever live. And it was a very vulnerable moment for me because I had only played it for um, Andrea, who is one of Faith's writers. And 
like literally I had email after email after being like, I'm going through the same thing. This really helped me. Like this was as like raw as it gets, like, thank you for being so real. And I think that that is just so important. Like you said, like with when you're listening, but also like, I feel like sometimes when I go to performances, like it's the same set list, it's the same thing. It's the same, which is all good if that's way to roll. But like, like I, my hope is like when people walk away from like a live performance, like they will tonight and playing this evening in Jackson Hole. That is something that's like unforgettable for them, touches them in a way and like truly becomes like a longtime friend with me like forever, you know, and I don't like the word fan. So it's like, that's kind of my whole goal. So I think you bring up a great point. Like the authenticity is something I think we all have to remember is like the most important thing in music, you know? I do. And I completely agree with you. And what's really, really interesting is I actually know people who specifically just write for sync. You had mentioned that previously. And that's, that's really great. And they're really busy and they're constantly, you know, getting sync placements and they're making a ton of money. But at the same point in time, they are not, as they say, they're not being creative. It's literally just turning out a song to turn out a song. It has absolutely, you know, no meaning, no feeling to them, right? if you will, and prefer to actually work on things where it, you know, they are able to dig deep from experiences and, and feelings and thoughts. So it is actually very, very important, and I'm really really, really thrilled that you're doing that because it does make a difference. I can even tell listening to your songs, you know, whether it's streaming, I can only imagine what it is like to see you live because I can tell that your songs mean something to you personally. And that is a significant change from, you know, some of the other things that I've I've heard, right? So love it. Absolutely love it. Oh, you're the best. (laughs) I'm trying. I'm trying. Like you said, like, you know, it's funny. A lot of people, you know, and I've dabbled in sync a little bit. And and certainly I, I, as my career is progressing, like on that more than I, than I am. And however, yeah, I make less money than people that just submit to sync. But I think my like happiness meter is sky high. You know, it's like, you know, you may pull in, it depends on the show, whatever amount of money, right? Like it could be you're doing a benefit for free or you could be playing for a sold out, you know, theater or whatever. But at the end of the day, like when I think about like my purpose in life and in music and it's like, what, what do I want from that? And like, I left a corporate job. Like I was making a ton of money before. And I, you know, you referenced the truck accident. That was a real wake up call. Um, I had been way too scared to take that leap and I needed literally to be knocked on my knees for to get enough courage to do it. And I'm so thankful for that experience actually, because here we are. But like when I think about my purpose, it's truly like, yeah, you got to make money to survive. And certainly like that is always a stress as a musician. And so if you're listening out there, love on your musicians, <laughs> like make sure you tip them, make sure you buy a ticket. Even if you can't go like show up for your homies because every every penny counts but but my purpose is really like getting in front of people live and sharing different messages and and just hoping that it makes a very positive impact 
when people leave that touches them for a lifetime. And that's the beauty of music. You know, a song lives on forever, you know? And so however that can help someone is like, I feel like why I'm here, you know? I do know. And this tees up perfectly to a great spot to share one of the songs that you brought with you. Could you tell us a little bit about your most recent single, Hang On Mom? Oh, yeah, that's a that's an emotional one. Actually, I'm I'm really one I'm proud of my mom. She's in remission. She went through a really tough battle with cancer during the height of the pandemic and for a while. But, you know, kind of going back to what we just spoke about, like, you know, the whole purpose of like putting that out was not only to help my mom to hang on and I can kind of go through the story a sec, but to really help anyone who one might be dealing with cancer or just found out or, you know, maybe they're in remission or maybe it's just something totally different than cancer. Like maybe they deal with tough anxiety or something like where they need, they need someone to tell them, Hey, you got this thing on. So what had happened was mentioned before I, I live in Colorado, by the way, I'm a big fan of Raleigh. I've been there a few times, so <laughs> we have that connected, but okay. um, yeah, so I live in Colorado. My, my folks live in Minnesota. That's where I'm originally from. And when we found out my mom had cancer, obviously she had started um, very intense treatment. Um, they actually run or kind of like co-manage, I guess you could say it. Uh, now that they're retired, uh, an orphanage in Honduras and they had come back and uh, my mom wasn't feeling well, went to the doctor and long story short, the, the doctor kind of just did a prelim kind of misdiagnosis and thought it was just like a kind of quote unquote, what they said, international virus. So they went back to Honduras and worked at the orphanage and then came home again, you know, a while longer, probably close to six months to a year. And it was the holidays and she could hardly like cut the turkey and we were like, you, you know, you got to go back in. And, yep, that's when we found out she had breast cancer. And at that point, that it had, you know, spread significantly. So here I am in Colorado, and they're in Minnesota, and it's COVID. Like, there's no safe way to get home. It's not safe to see her. And so one day, she had called me. She's a very positive person. Like, I kind of describe her as, like, like she loves Jesus and she knows everyone at the grocery store, which is why I don't go with her because you're stuck there for like four hours. And so she's a very positive person. Like, you know, everyone loves her. And she had called and I just heard this like defeat in her voice for like the first time. And like to hear your positive mom hurting like that was really hard for me. And so I thought, okay, like I can't just drive home right now. Like I there's no way, like, it's the middle of COVID, like, what can I control to help her hang on? And so I wrote the song, Hang On Mom. And what's cool is um, it actually placed in this big, uh, like, kind of competition um, called uh, Music Beats Cancers with a nonprofit on the East Coast. And I got in the top four and the top four got on iHeartRadio's top 40 on their app in New York City and so what's cool is that song ended up touching a lot of people and like we referenced before that's the whole point right so that's what Hang On Mom is all about. Awesome oh that's great I'm so glad that you were able to provide a what I would call a healing song to the world and be on that iHeartRadio top 40 that's awesome congratulations on that but I know the song 
means so much more than getting into a, a contest to you and obviously to your mom. So we're going to play this right now. This is Hang On Mom by Sarah Christie. Talk back inside the words. Flowers blooming just like they should. Call today and said the sky is blue and that's good. I'm so glad that's there I called to say you seem strong today And that's good Hey, mama Just hold on This might be a rough one
absolutely love that. It is definitely a song that everyone can relate to. And again, I, you know, touching on feeling, lyrical content. And it's just, you do such an incredible job with conveying feeling, you know, even in a recording. Cause you, I'm, you know, sitting here listening to this even before the show, cause I do a lot of, you know, due diligence listening and things like that. And I'm just like, God, this is, you know, this is really a massive song. And you had mentioned earlier that somebody had compared you to uh, Sarah Bareilles and Ellie Goulding. I get Sarah McLaughlin was the person that I was kind of channeling when I was listening to this song and then some of your other stuff. I also get like a um, contemporary Christian type of vibe, like very uh, Tori Kelly is one that comes to mind to me with a lot of your music. So, I, you know, and I love both of those. I'm a huge Ellie Goulding fan also and Sarah So, you know, I mean, but that's like the type <laughs> of vibe that I get. And, and I love it because they're all very much what I would call like contemporary singer-songwriters, very, you know, affluential with, with feeling and music and lyrical content. So definitely see you in Aww. that space. I actually, that's a huge compliment. Thank you. I, um, I am actually very much obsessed with Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> I saw her at um at the opportunity to see her at Red Rocks. And what's so cool about her, where I do feel like we kind of, like, relate a bit, like, yeah, we've got, like, you know, the ballad stuff going for us and whatever, but our personalities, it's kind of funny. Like, I really felt like I related to her. Like, I don't know, if you haven't seen her live, like, she's as real as it gets. Like, she gets down and dirty about, like life and like jokes about mistakes she's made and you know like I think whenever people think of her they think about um you know her song that's on that um the puppy commercial you know the one that makes everyone cry and yeah you know and then yet behind the scenes with that it's like here she is like doing all this crazy stuff and sharing these stories and um she's the coolest man I like I was actually very surprised like in a good way when I saw her at Red Rocks because I was expecting maybe kind of more like somber or like, you know, just everything needs to be uplifting or whatever. And she was like as real as it gets. So it was really, really cool to watch. And she actually played with the Colorado Symphony, which was amazing. So thank you for that comparison. (laughs) Huge compliment. Oh, you're quite welcome. You're quite welcome. And, you know, she immediately struck out to me. So that, you know, I always, when I listen to songs, and I listened to people and I was like, like, well, you know, where, who could I pull from that this person reminds me of? So I'm assuming that she is probably maybe one of your main musical influences. Maybe not. But do you have any other artists that you particularly pull from or can say that you're influenced by? I am a music junkie. So whenever anyone asks me that question, I, my mind starts spinning through about like 500 artists. <laughs> I'm not kidding. But I think in terms of like, if I were to say a number one, like influencer, even though I, um, I'm definitely not a, um Americana artist, but my say if I look up to anyone, it's Brandy Carlisle. Like, I think her message to the world is, like, unbelievable. I think she's as real as it gets, I think, when it comes to just, like, being authentic. And her music is insane. Like, I remember watching her in Minneapolis 
forever ago. I mean, God, it, I can't believe it. it was like 20 years before she won a Grammy. Like, she, in my opinion, she should have won one like year one. But there was like, I don't know, maybe like 20 to 30 people in the, you know, small theater. And to see where she's at now, it's just like a huge inspiration to like, I think all of us that are like truly hustling and on the road and every show counts and you know, I just think her music's amazing, and so is her life. So she would be, like, my, my top current artist. And then I would say past and still current, very much so, Joni Mitchell. I'm obsessed. So love that. And then, you know, my, like, I do dabble in, you know, and then also, like, I've got a song coming out with a guy that I collabed with that is more, like, EDM style, kind of almost think, like, chain smoker style. And so I have artists in that category, like that type of category that I could reference like 10 of them, but that I would listen to before stemming vocals and stuff to be like, okay, like who do I draw influence from, you know? But anyways, I guess, yeah, top two would be right now. Anyways, Brandy Carlisle and Jordan Mitchell. Oh, that's awesome. I love Brandy Carlisle as well and Joni Mitchell. So, I mean, it's just like, I'm like, oh yes, this is another reference I could definitely compare you to. I, I saw Brandy <laughs> Carlisle at, uh, he performed at the Grammys, and it, I was just yeah. like floored, absolutely floored. Yeah, she is absolutely incredible, absolutely incredible. Like insane. That's an awesome insane. Yeah, yeah, it is. She is. Yeah, definitely, definitely. What's cool about your reference with the Grammys? I'm sure you're referencing the song, the joke. When I worked with Andrea, who, again, is one of Faith's writers, um, and played that song I, I told you about that I played at So Far Sounds, I asked her, I said, have you heard the song, the, you know, the joke by Brandy Carlisle? And she looked at me and she was like, this is your joke. Like, this is the joke for you. Like, if there's something that, like, a song to invest in that could be a potential, like, Grammy something for you, hopefully down the line, like, this is it. So... It's cool that you just referenced that because that literally was within the last, you know, month, a song that I was playing on repeat, basically. So We are on a wavelength today because we're like, pick, I'm just <laughs> picking things. And you're like, yeah, I was just talking about this the other day. So that's awesome. That's great. So we are going to take a quick break for a word from one of our partners in podcasting. This is Tim from Front Range Radio. We'll be right back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris here on Sim Radio. Front Range Radio, playing a variety of indie music, a 24-7 music festival for your ears. You can find Front Range Radio at frontrangeradio.net. And we're back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris on the Sim Radio Network. And my awesome guest, Sarah Christine. Sarah, before we get to the second song that you brought with you, there's a couple of things I wanted to touch on because I think it's really unique. One of the things is you write wedding songs. So you write wedding songs for couples, personalized. Sometimes you also go and perform those songs. How did that come about? Because I have actually never seen anybody, like, advertise that, you know, from a singer-songwriter perspective on their website. And I think it is the coolest thing ever. Oh, I love them. Believe me, I definitely don't want to be known as, like, <laughs> the wedding singer. So what happened was, like, and by the way, they are, like, one of my favorite things to do. You get so close to the couples, like, even those, like, those that reach out that I have had never met before, we end up becoming, like, 
best homies. It's so fun. The whole I had like some friends reach out being like, Hey, we're getting married. Like, can you sing at our wedding? And one of those couples were like, Hey, like I want to surprise my fiance. Like, could you write a song about us? And can like, can you perform it? And long story short, like I did that. And then I started getting like messages from other people that were at that wedding. Hey, could you do that for me too? Hey, could you do that for me too? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Like, I'm down. So I started focusing a little bit more on that and then kind of to the point where I have a business background and even though I'm not in corporate any longer, I understand, like, how important it is to, like, diversify what you're doing in, in any type of profession. And I know that I can't just rely on streams on Spotify and, you know, touring a couple times a year. And so I thought, okay, like, if I'm going to do this full-time, what's another avenue in which I can touch people and also survive like being a full-time musician and so I finally like kind of put that out there to the world we did a cool little video for a couple that I wrote um, a song for and she had been to one of my first shows ever in Minneapolis and kind of fell in love with my music and and her um, now wife reached out and was like like hey like I'm going to send you an invite to the wedding. Can you deny it and say, like, you're on tour and can't come? She's going to be so bummed. In the meantime, can we write this song? And what I do is it, every song is very, like, specific to every couple. Not one is one ever the same. Um, that's why I hate those apps where, like, you hear, like, people writing these, like, custom songs for people for, like, $200. Because when I hear them, I'm like, they're just they're picking the same song for the most part and just churning them and churning them and churning them and they're not actually like they're almost tricking people it's like they're not actually unique like but the couple is thinking that 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 it is and to me that's like a terrible lie <laughs> you know like so what yeah. I do is yeah. um like I set up and it like and some couples are surprised you know some do it together which is really fun it's kind of like a date night but I really invest a ton of time in it I actually only take three clients a month so that I make sure the song is amazing for them and we FaceTime or get on Zoom and I learn about like a little bit about their story and then what I do is I custom make questions specific to what I learned from them so no none of the questions are the same. There's a few that I like you know, repeat because you get some good stuff out of it. But what I have to do is um, at night, I don't know. So if they're surprised, they're significant other. Like, I tell them, I'm like, you know, drop back, have a bottle of wine, like, mind them my questions, like, you know, because what I end up doing is taking their answers and write the song only off of their work. So I just think of myself as like a vessel to what they actually want to put out into the world and creating it. And then throughout the whole process, what you're interested in, just reach out. I'll, I'll give you all the information. It's incredible. But end up producing very beautiful song that is all about jewelry. Um, we get fully connected professionally. It's radio ready. Um, and I don't know. I think like, a song lasts forever and so should ever write and like what a gift that is to your partner and also something to pass down to your family forever, you know. They're a blast. I think it's absolutely awesome and I think I might have gone and actually watched the one video of the couple that you did and you actually went and performed at the wedding and I was like, this is so cool. 
It was the coolest. I she had no idea I was coming. Like I told you, she um, her partner had asked me to decline the invitation. And what was funny is the wedding was running late. I was hiding behind a tree. It was supposed to be for about 15 minutes before they showed up. And I was, it was like so hot out. <laughs> and I was hiding behind a tree for, it was almost about an hour and a half before the wedding party came. And I popped out of the tree and handed her truly. And she like lost it. She absolutely lost it. It's like those little moments make it all worth it, you know? I do. Absolutely awesome. The other thing I wanted to touch base on before we get to the the next song is you were recently on a reality series. Tell us about (laughs) that. Yeah, I had the opportunity to work with Netflix, believe it or not. They are amazing, by the way, and High Noon Entertainment and ITV and What's fun is I feel like I'm, like, best friends with all the producers now. We had such a good time. But basically, yeah, they had reached out for actually quite a while asking if I would be interested with my girlfriend to be a part of a reality series that is, well, part of it is, like, they were, like, drawn to my music, but also my personality is, like, quite outgoing. And, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, there's plenty of, like, days where I'm, like, okay, like... I feel like gardening right now or something, but like for the most part, I'm like very outgoing. I have like a wild side to me that I'm very proud of. Um, And they were like, we want to showcase this. Like we want to showcase like the Sarah Christine that's also behind the music that maybe people don't see. And I'll let you dig into it a little bit more, but it basically shows a lot about like my relationship. It definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone like crazy it talks about my sexuality. It talks about, like, just our life. I have a sprinter van that I live on in the road, and so it's turning that into a cool space. So just, yeah, check it out. I'll let you do some digging on it, but I hope you love it, and I hope you fall in love with me a little bit more, too. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> awesome. So we will ask everybody to kind of Google Sarah, Christine, and find out more about the reality series that she was on, or maybe we'll actually post yeah. a link to it somewhere. Hey. Yeah. All right. Great spot. Yes, 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 yes. So we are going to now share the second song that you brought with you. Real quick, tell us about The Choice. Oh, The Choice is my anthem. That is kind of more my wild side. So, yeah, so basically you referenced before I had a very severe accident. I was, when I was juggling my corporate job with music, um, there was a a week where I was in Indianapolis for work and got up early. I was walking across the crosswalk and it was raining and um, not to downplay the story because it was extremely traumatic, but I got hit by a Ford F-150 truck going like, significantly fast too so um i feel bad for the guy it's like probably like hitting a moose (laughs) my god but like (laughs) i flew up onto the truck um and the impact was so severe that i flew according to like the surveillance they think about six feet forward knocked the shoes off of me they found my purse across the other side and i um i fell i like very very terribly thankfully I didn't break anything. They said it was kind of like, I hate to even reference this, but they said like, you know, it's kind of almost like when like a drunk driver hits someone and they're so loose that they don't get hurt, but they hurt the other people. Well, for me, like I was, I call it speed emailing on my phone at the time walking to work. So I didn't 
see it coming. And so I was loose. So although the impact was very severe, I actually, I didn't break any bones. I did fall on my head uh, really, really hard. I skid across the pavement so much so that it actually burned a hole through my jacket. And I was completely blacked out. And I remember what's so crazy is, I don't know, I think it was my voice, but it was a voice. I remember being totally blacked out and my voice or subconscious or whatever you want to say said, Sarah, wake up. You're not done yet. It's time. And what's so crazy is I knew what it's time meant because I had been asked several times that year to start to pursue music full time. But to be honest, I was too freaking scared. Like I like, you know, like when you have a biweekly paycheck and a 401k and a house that you live in and it's to leave that for living penny by penny was something I was scared to do, um, even though I knew that was my purpose. And I don't know, I believe that like when we're too scared, the universe will find a way to make you fall to your knees and realize what you're supposed to be doing. And so I had a choice to make and ended up just coming out of that accident, getting back to Minnesota and saved for a little bit and knew that it was my choice to leave or not. And I did. So I've been pursuing music for two years now full time. And yeah, it's it's supposed to be like, at first it's funny, I wrote it as like more of a ballad, which it kind of sounds like that in the beginning. And then I actually had, um, there was a commercial on for Jungle Book in the background. And I, I was like, oh, this is like, a, like, you know how the beat is kind of like jungly and like whatever, you know? And I'm like, you know what? Like this song shouldn't be like a, like somber or whatever. This should be like an anthem for people to like take back their lives and especially during COVID and all of that. And so I wrote this beat on my, um, just on my gear and the song went from something that was more of like a piano ballad to like a pop anthem. And I think it has close to a hundred thousand streams on Spotify right now. So hopefully it's helping people. I don't know. I don't want to make unemployment go up anymore, but the main, the main part of it is I'm going to quit my job. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) if you hate your job, you've got a choice. So I hope you love it. I actually love this song, and it does have thousands upon thousands of streams on Spotify, so we are now going to play it. This is called The Choice by Sarah Christine. I saw the light. The sky was dark, and I fell blinded. I sacrificed all I had. No time for crying. Dreams don't chase themselves. They die if you don't go all in for them. So it's time for me to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, seven to five. We are all trying to survive. But it's our time to take us.
great song and hearing the story behind the song makes it even that much more meaningful absolutely one of my favorites from you because i've been listening to a lot of your stuff so you definitely have a new friend because we're not using fans so um friend in, in me before we sign up anything else you would like to share with our listeners what's on tap for the next six to 12 months you have performances planned new music where can they find you on social media you know give us the nitty-gritty well first i think we should make it a priority to hang out in person so i'm going to say that's my number one <laughs> um, absolutely you I, am, you for I am sure. so down with that so down with that so down so down um no so what you can expect um there's awesome things coming i just actually um, had the opportunity to sign with an agent, which I'm super, super stoked on. She's incredible. She's based out of Colorado. So we're working on a ton of stuff for 2023. So that's far in the future. But um, until then, I know it's August, but I am continuing to be on tour until the beginning of October, all out west. Um, so you can definitely, like, check out my tour schedule and everything else on my website. I know the whole crew is posting the links, so check that out and staying in touch. Um, and then in October, I'm working on uh, a new EP, and I'll be um, finishing writing that and um, have the opportunity to record that in London, actually, in November. So that's what's coming up. And then 2023, I can't say too much, but we've got some cool things in the works, and hopefully things just keep growing, all because of you guys being amazing supporters of all that we're working hard to do over here so thank you so much for having me on your show you're amazing 
I've been listening to some of your stuff too, by the way. So I'm fangirling out right now too. So (laughs) (laughs) here she, well, maybe we can fangirl together and uh, work on something sometime. There you go. I'll actually throw it out there. I'm, I'm down for collabs. That would be awesome. Well, Sarah, it has been absolutely wonderful having you on the show. I thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. It has been an absolute pleasure. To everyone listening, thank you for tuning in to Mixinert. So on behalf of everyone at Sim Radio, this is Nikki Chris. Until next time, keep on mixing it.